0: ABC Listen. Podcasts, radio, news, music and
1: more.
2: Mount Isa is a city of 20,000 people. But now the fate of 1,200 mine workers is in question after the city's most prominent copper mine is shutting. The state government says it will step in with financial support, but does it call into question the viability of the greater Northwest Queensland Minerals Province? Emily Dobson is the local reporter at ABC Northwest Queensland and explains just how visible the Glencore copper mine is on her city's landscape.
3: This mine is the heart of town. The entire community has really been built around it, walking down the streets. There's no way you could miss it. It's um it's right in the heart of town, be it the stacks that come into line, 20K's outside of town. That's what really marks it on the horizon for you or the plume of smoke that fills <laughs> fills over the town. It's it's really a, a key part, and everyone, you know, it's a five-minute drive to work for most people, so it's I, I, that's the best way I can describe it, putting into context just how close it is to everything.
2: Chief Operating Officer of Glencore Zinc Assets in Australia, Sam Strohmeyer, says low-quality ore is the reason for the closure of not only Mount Isa Mines, but also the copper concentrator alongside it.
4: But we're now at the point where we've, done the detailed work around our life of asset planning and we've really come to the the end of its life in you know, July 2025 and that's the culmination of very detailed uh, work with our very experienced engineers, mine planning engineers, geotechnical engineers and our very uh, experienced operational staff. We have a very clear line of sight between now and when the mine closes. Mico is getting very deep, we're right at the extremities of the ore body The ore that we're mining, its copper grades are quite low and it's barely covering the costs of of extraction.
2: Glencore's Lady Loretta Zinc Mine, a fly-in, fly-out operation 140 kilometers northwest of Mount Isa, will also close in 2025. But it's George Fisher Zinc Lead Silver Mine, a, a zinc lead concentrator and lead smelter in Mount Isa, as well as the copper refinery in Townsville, will all continue to operate. But what is owner Glencore's obligation to its workers? It says it'll try and redeploy as many as possible, but some will be made redundant. Emily Dobson says that's prompted the state government to step up with support.
3: The state government is they've announced a 50 million dollar package that is supposed to support workers uh, that are impacted by this announcement. At this point in time, it doesn't look like it's any cash in the pocket of any of those 1200 people, which is something that will come up, I'm sure, for people on the ground right now thinking, Well, what's going to happen? I don't know if I'm going to have a job in six months, in 12 months, in two years' time, trying to find that out. But one thing that is In this support package which is comprised of two elements is up to 20 million dollars promised by the state government that's to be matched dollar for dollar by glencore to allow for the creation of a new industry or foster one that's already here but on that glencore has said in an interview with the abc this morning that they can't commit to matching that that funding that 20 million dollars so it'll be interesting to see how that plays
2: out as well While those negotiations continue, Queensland Treasurer Cameron Dick says his government will also be holding Glencore to account on rehabilitation of the site once closed.
4: Of course, every company who is involved in mining has to rehabilitate a mine when it closes. In fact, we strengthened the law in Queensland to ensure that the rehabilitation standards in this state and the obligation on miners to fund that was increased and improved. So we'll of course. Uh, support anyone who wants to mine in the community here Uh, you know Glencore has said over the next two years they're going to close down that operations in a in a I think a smooth transition is what they're looking for but of course if there are other miners who want to take over that uh, mining lease or obligation of course we'll look at that and we will work with anyone who wants to invest in the community.
2: How are locals feeling, many of which are not fly-in, fly-out workers and have invested in real estate and are raising their families in the north-west city? Emily Dobson found out.
4: Peter Burgess, been here 11 years. I'm thinking there will be a little bit of a reduction with the town, but I don't think it's going to hurt overall. There's still zinc and there's still lead. There's other companies out there that may come along and say, well, we'll we'll take it over.
1: John Tully. I worked in the mines for about five years in the 80s, but born and bred. Um, Mount Isa in sort of south of here, but Mount i has been my city all my life. You know, we know a lot of people in the mines and working in the mines and bosses in the mines, and um, you know, we've sort of always knew it was probably on the on the cards.
3: How is this going to impact your business? You're in the, they're in the real estate industry. What do you see this...
1: Uh... Oh, I think it'll knock us around a little bit for 12 months. Our phones didn't stop till 11 o'clock last night and started again at 6 o'clock this morning. And what I've, we've told everyone this morning is, just curl your heels until, um, until we make... until the decision is a little bit more talked about. Anyone who panics, is, I don't think it's the right way to go. Long term, I think it's still Mount Isa is going to be here and it'll be still strong.
3: Kate Fisher. I used to live here as a teenager, moved away and then came back like a lot of people. Um, it is really easy to live here and um, it's a great place to raise a family and, and work. And I'm back here with my husband and three kids and we have a plastering business and I'm involved with the RSL. Honestly, it's been talked about for years really not surprising um, and I know some people are really worried about it but honestly there's so many mines around here and so much other opportunities and infrastructure and we're not really worried to be honest we're, we're invested here with um, you know some houses and our business and I'm not really worried.
4: Travis Crowther, the owner of the Boss shop, we're a supplier to the mines um, but also a supplier to a lot of companies that do service the mines as well so that Flow and effect, both direct and indirect, is going to affect us. We've seen the ebbs and flows of mining. I mean, we've had um, from lockdowns and um, shutouts, you know, and we've lived through those. It's a town that we need population um, to continue to grow. I mean, and then we need those opportunities. And I mean, it'd be nice to see the government start to acknowledge that regional towns need a lot more support than just putting all their money into that southeast corner.
2: That was some locals of Mount Isa. Thanks to Emily Dobson for those stories. While Glencore says copper deposits at the Mount Isa mine have run out, the world's appetite for the metal has not, according to Cameron Dick.
4: The world needs these resources. The world needs copper. There's never been greater demand for copper. And we want to not only extract the ore and process it here in Queensland, we want to turn it into metal. And that's what the the system here from Mount Isa through to Townsville uh, that's what it, it delivers. It delivers a metal that the world needs and that refinery in Townsville produces some of the best copper in the world. So we think that's a very important support mechanism because it supports all of those workers and families. It is It also supports a very strong part of industry in Queensland, not just here for the north and the northwest, but for our entire state and, in fact, frankly, for Australia. So, so that commitment's very important from us and we're very... We're very keen to support those families and we're no, we, we make no apologies for supporting the operations of the smelter and the refinery uh, right through to 2030.
2: That is an assessment one analyst agrees with. In fact, Senior Commodity Strategist with ANZ Daniel Hines sees demand for many metals increasing as the energy transition picks up speed. He also doesn't discount the possibility that another company could be interested in taking the underground mine off Glencore's hands
0: yeah I mean copper is uh, really integral to um, the broad uh, global economy um, due to its characteristics around moving electricity um, in a sense, so it's a really key part obviously of of electric vehicles. In fact, to get a magnitude of the of the change, nine kilograms is used in a uh, traditional internal combustion engine car, whereas in an electric vehicle. Uh, we have about five times uh, that amount, so 40, 50 kilograms. So, you know, very key there. And and obviously, you know, the wiring, electrification of energy systems as renewable energy gets built across major regions, you know, is also resulting in a pickup in, in demand for this key commodity.
2: And is that why China is influential on demand because they produce a lot of those products?
0: yeah absolutely they uh, they consume more than half of uh, the world's uh, copper um, refine it into uh, uh, products such as uh, wires um, and, uh, and then ultimately uh, produce a lot of the uh, consumer goods uh, for example that uh, that get exported uh, around the world but also then you know industrial um, components as well so you know they are um, significant uh, producers of Um, You know, a lot of the infrastructure going into renewable energy and obviously uh, the world's biggest um, EV market now as well. Uh,
2: Northwest Queensland has a copper smelter. Townsville has a copper refinery. Do you see demand for those products, the refining of the product before we send it overseas, continuing?
0: Well, that's, I suppose, where the issues are at the moment. Ultimately, we do see very strong demand uh, emerging from these these clean energy technologies. Um, uh, But at the moment, the the, the levels are are, are relatively small compared to, to overall demand coming from more traditional Sectors such as manufacturing, and um, you know, there is a little bit of soft patch at the moment. Um, as I said, uh, developed markets like the US and Europe, um, you know, the consumer demand has has been a little bit soft due to those high interest rates. And I said China um, has had a, a fairly slow recovery from its its lockdowns uh, last year. So at the moment, it is a little bit soft. But I think you know, the the demand for that type of product, that that processed Refined metal uh, is going to be significantly higher in coming years.
2: You've visited Mount Isa in your position. Do you believe that another company might be interested in taking on the Mount Isa mine from Glencore?
0: Well, it's all about price, really. Um, And I suppose the issue at the moment um, has been that you know the price isn't high enough to incentivise new supply into the market, and outside of a few larger projects which were commissioned or which were approved uh, several years ago um, there is a dearth of new projects coming in later in the uh, in the decade to feed this expected surge um, in demand but at the moment um, the prices just aren't high enough to incentivize a lot of those projects um, into uh, you know the construction and 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 ultimately commissioning um, stage and I suppose that's The issue that the Mount Isa mine um, finds itself in that production costs uh, are just uh, too high compared to where the copper price is um, at the moment. And So if the copper market wants to feed this huge amount of uh, demand over the next uh, decade, um, then copper prices are going to have to surge significantly higher to incentivise or bring some of these new projects or older ones like Mount Isa back onto the market.
2: Northwest Queensland's Mineral Province is much more than just copper, though. We've got lead, zinc. What are the outlooks for those products?
0: Yeah, well, zinc in particular, we're, we're quite uh, bullish on as well. Um, it is a key component of uh, a lot of the infrastructure related to renewable energy. Um, and uh, as a consequence, the outlook for that is uh, is quite strong as well. Um, that doesn't have... Um, you know, the supply side issues that uh, copper is experiencing at the moment. And so inventories are actually relatively low. So the outlook there looks much better for those uh, key commodities. But I think more broadly, the the entire sort of uh, metals complex just feeds into the shift, I think, that um, the, the globe is seeing uh, around this energy transition and where all of these Value-added sort of metals uh, really coming to uh, the fore, so uh, I do expect to see you know the uh, the sector see really strong demand across the the entire sort of uh, metals uh, complex as that uh, demand from uh, the energy transition really starts to uh, kick in. So it's it, it is a you know, fairly positive outlook uh, for for the broader sort of metals complex.
2: So. What you're saying is that while the world is moving away from mining and, and Queensland in particular is looking to evolve from mining, when it comes to the mineral province, you can expect more of it
0: yeah absolutely yeah and I, and I think there's going to be an increasing realization that um, you know to see that energy transition meet our uh, net zero goals then we're going to have to really ramp up our efforts uh, to to produce uh, and and process some of these key uh, commodities.